Welcome to the Rockman Podcast, the weekly podcast brought to you by Rockman, the running and fitness challenge brand for those with a deep desire to test and further their limits and live a healthier life with fortitude. At Rockman, we provide the challenges, sportswear, content, and community to inspire action within you to push your body, strengthen your mind, and achieve your next level of health, fitness, and well-being. You can sign up free at www.rockman.co.uk. If you'd like to be notified about new podcast releases, then be sure to hit the subscribe button below. And if you take any value from this podcast whatsoever, give me the thumbs up or leave me a review or a comment. Podcasts by nature are very much one way. Me and my guest will speak, you listen, but there's nothing coming back, rarely. So in order for me to know which ones are good, which ones are bad, please let me know in the comment section below and it will help me to improve the podcast going forward. I'm Terry Rosman, Rockman founder, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome back to the Rockman Plus section of the podcast with Max Glover, Ultra Strength Endurance Extraordinaire. Um, we're going to talk a bit about training, nutrition, and supplementation um, for people pushing their own limits and taking on these um, endurance challenges and these strength challenges. So, Max, I've got a question first. How, how do people increase their endurance? You're going to say, in what? <laughs> in what? Well, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's about going back to basics again. It's just going, right, so you increase your endurance. So first of all, you've just got to firstly decide whatever it is what you, want, you want to do. And then just do that. But start off low and then gradually just get do more mm-hmm. over time. So endurance takes a lot of time to build up. Particularly like endurance running, for example. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of miles. Slow running over time, over time, weeks, months, months go by and your body will adapt to, to, to the stress that you're putting under it, which is endurance running. So your body will just, your body will do the rest as long as you're being progressive about it and you're not trying to go and do too much to the point where you're getting injuries, in which case you might end up going backwards. But yeah, just gradual progression. Because mm, uh, people might not know that you, you, you're actually, I'd say in a, a, you're an accomplished runner. I think in your day before you started the, maybe the strength stuff, yeah. you're, you're, you did mile and a half in like under 10 minutes and stuff like that didn't you oh, we, we could do it in eight, under eight minutes under eight yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. like yeah was, was, in the marines that was a joke for us that mile and a half test it was just was it yeah we, we, we just did for fun we just rinse we, it yeah no no i'd say everyone you know you wouldn't train people you wouldn't expect any of them to get more than sort of nine minutes mm. everyone would be getting less than that and then the fitter ones would be getting eight so we would get seven minutes seven minutes jesus yeah. christ I, the, so how do because we do speed challenges with Rockman where people have to do, you know, a mile and a half or or up to three miles, um, hard runs. How would you structure a training plan for someone um, who wants to achieve, who wants to improve that time? What sort of training should they be doing to improve upon their time on these shorter runs? It depends where they are in terms of their, their own fitness. Like if they're like... Are they looking to get a sort of a, a pass mark? I think it's ten thirty or something. Are they looking to achieve that sort of time? Is that their goal? Is it? Yeah, I suppose that's that's the ultimate goal. Well, Again, yeah, I suppose it is dependent on where you are. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they want to improve upon their time. So what I would say to do is, if they're getting, you know, they're close to that time, they're getting eleven, ten minutes, that sort of thing. Then they're going to look to do. Um, start off with the people who are getting slower times. People who are getting slower times, like you know, fourteen, fifteen minutes, sixteen minutes, that sort of thing. Those people are just going to want to do slower runs, steady, steady state cardio, 
and just build up upon a distance. We try and keep the, the pace the same. So a steady pace, a woman you can have a bit of a kind of conversation with. So you, you're not that out of breath, you're not panting. You can still talk to someone if you needed to, but just increase the distance. So maybe start off with whatever they can do, whether it's one mile, two miles. Because some people, they, they can't run a 1.5 mile without stopping. Mm. So they might need to walk, run it. So they just got to try and build up the distance so they can run at this steady pace over, over the weeks. Once they get in a position where they're able to run it and say, you know, 11, 12, 11 minutes, to, um, 10 minutes, then they're going to look to increase the intensity of their runs. So they're still going to want to do these steady pace runs, but they're also going to want to add in other types of running. So your tempo runs where you're running a little bit faster, where you're not quite 100% out of breath, but where you're, it's difficult to have a conversation. And then you're going to try and increase the distance of that, that you're able to run at that pace as well. Um, yeah, so you're going to increase that distance. But also as well, you can look at doing things like sprints, fartlek training, where you increase the um, speed, do all that sprints for short periods of time, for short bursts, or you can do um, interval training or even hill sprints. You can add these more intense things into your program. But I'll do them more towards the end of your training program to get that intensity in there once your fitness has been, has been improved. Oh, so just jump in. So you're talking about the, um, these tempo runs and you're saying increasing the distance, but what sort of distance or time should they be looking at doing those for? Yeah, so you'd want to warm up. Um, so make sure you warm up. So I would say you know, 10, 10 minutes or so if you warm up. Maybe your first mile is your warm up. Then your main training, then you get about 20, 30 minutes. You're not going to want to generally do more than that. And then you do another sort of cool down there. And would you run for the whole 20 minutes at a tempo pace or would you split it up into two or three sections? Or For, for the tempo, I'd be looking at the, yeah. the full for the full bit, yeah. Because if you're not able to do that, then you, you're probably not fit enough to be doing that type of running and to go back to the steady state cardio. The idea is just to push yourself so that you can run at a fast speed, but you still want to be able to just about have a conversation. So you're, you're not sprinting. It's not all about sprint. It's not that type of intensity. That will come later on with your hill sprints and your or even longer distance sprints. Some of the Rockmen do like the 800 meter sprints. Mm. Like one of the things they had us do in the Marines was camp circuits. And that was, people would be knackered after that because it's a one kilometer sprint. So you do your gym sessions and then you'd, um, in, in the gym and then you do sprints in the gym and then there's PTI and you'd hate it. We'd go, okay, everyone now outside in your position for camp circuit. And you'd be like, oh fuck no. <laughs> and you've got a sprint and, you, and there's no, just joking or whatever because they'll be marking your times so you've got to run right and the guys be running with you and be shouting at you and screaming at you so you, you, if they see you loafing they just make go against you so you run right again do this kilometre sprint and then they'll be taking your times down if you haven't improved because you've got to improve your times each time okay Glover his time was this or whatever and they'd say okay you're not good enough go on again sometimes you do three or four of these back to back and you you know but when you're resting you're actually doing double mark time so stuff like those sprints but our fitness got increase massively we're doing that so i'm a firm believer that if you want to increase your pace like that for a 1.5 mile run pushing yourself for a shorter distance at 100 percent capacity so 800 meters 1000 meters or whatever as long as you're fit enough to do it in the first place pushing yourself for that period will really improve your ability to run a 1.5 mile um run time in, in, in sort of sub nine minutes there's um whenever i get out of shape which i do is peaks and troughs i the way i get back fit fast it's hill sprints. Like, um, you know the Yacht Club down the Panaf Pier? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I do my hill sprints. And um, Which one? Do you go up the one along the, the one in between the R&LI and the Yacht Club? 
Yeah, so it's... The one that goes up or the one that goes on the clifftops? It heads towards the clifftops. No, the, the one behind the, the one behind, yeah. behind the yacht club yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. It's nice and steep. But the, I hands down, I every time I improve my fitness, it's that that does it. It just mm. kicks you up the ass. It bloody busts your lungs yeah. open. Um, and I, I, I'll see an improvement in my fitness so, straight away. So I, I can understand why they yeah. are important. But well, I did uh, a test a few years ago where I did no running. And then for one week, all I did was I did three hill sprint runs. And um, that was it. I did three three runs all of involving hill sprints and I knocked on like one minute off my 1.5 mile run time in a week in a week yeah oh so that's I mean that, that's how quick it can have an effect like yeah especially like if you're trip. not used to it yeah yeah because your body just goes fuck we've got to start working now mm. and you're really pushing it but like I, I wouldn't recommend that to a complete beginner because somebody's got to build a foundation like mm. like I, I'm trained even though I have not done running for numerous years but like I've done things you know I've done weight training things like my muscles are tendons to be fairly strong my joints should be fairly strong. Whereas, you, know, you won't get somebody who's overweight, for example, and say, to them, right, come on, let's go do a lot of hill sprints. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to so, put them off straight away. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, could, it could injure them. So it's, everyone is different. So I would always say, get that base fitness up first, which you get from doing the slow runs. Mm-hmm. And then you build upon that then with tempo training and then hill sprints. Well, it's like the, that's like the icing on the cake. That's how you really want to improve your, your fitness, particularly for that 1.5 mile run time. Because that distance is... Just about too long to be able to sprint for, but it's too short really to be able to pace yourself. Yeah, if that makes sense. So it, it is a balls out effort. Yeah, I have found I find them really difficult to get. The pacing is the most difficult part of it because you'll go out thinking, "Yeah, this is on the right pace," and then you're five minutes in and you're like, "I've gone too hard here," mm. and then it's such a battle to rem- to maintain just any sort of pace then because you yeah. slowly start dying yeah, yeah. so paces I, I suppose that you'll get used to the pacing the more you you practice these faster runs and stuff yeah, like that you'll yeah. know what you can handle yeah but also as well your threshold increases yeah so you can push harder for longer like so when we were in the marines we would just run mm. but like you know we would do five minutes carries up hills we'd, we'd race up hills and stuff like that back in them days so it was very competitive so you know, the, the, guy, the guy who came last would probably be want to create a beer or something. Do you know what I mean? So we, it, we, we made a made a fun out of it, but we were racing the person next to you. Right, I'm going to race him. I'm going to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd have jokes about it. Like, I remember in the pub, me and my mate, like, oh, I'll beat, I'll beat you up that hill tomorrow. Like, we used to, yeah, we used to yeah. joke about it. So you had that competitive element because we were so fit, we were able to do it, just run as fast as we can, 100% effort for it. But you've got to build up to that level of fitness. It doesn't come just just overnight. You've got to build up to it. Yeah. The now strength training. Do, do, would you recommend uh, strength training to in, improve any sort of running, really, your, to your cardio activity? Does strength training help? And, and what sort of strength training should someone be doing? Yeah, I, I think anyone can benefit from strength training. Obviously, it depends how much strength training you're doing. Well, I'm not going to say obvious because it might not be obvious for some, for some people. But you'd have to bear in mind if you're doing too much strength training, it could potentially have a detrimental effect on your running because you could put on weight or your muscles could be sore from the strength training. But if you did just a couple of sessions a week, maybe one or two strength training sessions a week in conjunction with your running and a good running program and a good nutrition program and plenty of rest, then you should be able to get more speed, power, strength, reduction of injury. So just doing simple exercises like glute bridges, help activate the glutes, um, hip extension exercises, like um, Romanian deadlifts, single leg Romanian deadlifts, or just standard deadlifts, or even um, trap bar deadlifts, Squats as well, planks, press-ups, pull-ups, these sort of exercises should help somebody with their, with their running as, as long as they're following a running program at the same time. And what sort of um, 
rep ranges are they looking looking at doing? Are you looking? Is it more important to do sort of the hypertrophy rep range rep ranges, or is it the power rep ranges, or is it strength rep ranges, or is it better to do a mixture of all three? I'd probably say do a mixture, but as long as your technique is is, is getting is sort of getting drilled in. So I would say just start off with ten repetitions mm -hmm. to learn a technique correctly, so that the muscles start working in a correct manner. Because when you're learning the deadlift, you, and the Romanian deadlift, you're just trying to get the the glutes to activate in a correct manner for hip extension, which is used in running. So it's just getting our muscle stronger in that movement. But if you was going too heavy, then you might find you haven't got that power. But bear in mind as well, if you're looking at sprinting, for example, you might want to go a little bit heavier. So you've got that initial power. So sort of, you might want to do some power lifting. Mm -hmm. But for a 1.5 mile run, it's not really going to need that much power. So you might want to look at a slightly higher rep range just to make sure you've got the strength in the muscles. Mm -hmm. And how much... Do you feel that, say, this sprinting and endurance running, how much can that help your strength training? Uh, yeah, it, it can help. <laughs> um, it, it's not as good as strength training. I mean, if, you, if you're trying to... Sorry, let me start again. It, it is good because it can help with your recovery. So, like, you're not... If you do a set of squats or whatever, you're not on the floor afterwards because you've got your... You're good at aerobic base behind you. Yeah. Do you know what I find that is, um, especially with, I mean, especially when we're doing like the sprints or something like that, they never get any easier. No, they're no, always bloody ever. horrible. Yeah. But what I do find that why there's a noticeable improvement on is the recovery rate. That's where I notice the improvement. I don't notice it on the sprint itself. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, I've recovered faster here. Yeah. I'm ready to go again. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's what you're saying. It's that it's um, if you can recover faster, you can it can help your next set of uh, of strength training. Yeah. Um, now you've got you've got a few plans out, haven't you, that on, on your website that we've yeah, talked yeah. about. So, so the Commando Ninety One, which is mainly bodyweight circuits mm. and running, to try and get somebody to a fairly similar level of fitness to what we had in the Marines. Mm. And also got the um, Hercules Formula, which is purely about lifting lifting heavy things. Mm and throwing things around, things like tire flips and stuff like that in there. What do you feel would be the best type of fitness for someone taking on Rockman Challenges? What what are they looking to, what attributes are they looking to, to perfect and work on in order to effectively tackle the Rockman Challenges? Because you've, you've done them, you know what they're, they're about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, running, bodyweight exercises, loaded carries. Simple. I'd say those, those three things. And you're pretty much covered for anything what I'm going to throw at you at the moment. Yeah. We do a lot of um, push-up tests and mm. um, pull-up tests, uh, sit-ups. So how would you go about... Because I'm, I'm stuck at 40 push-ups, right? Okay. Yeah. 40, 41 push-ups. I can't break it. And I've been doing... I've been in the gym. I've been doing uh, bench press. I've been doing push-ups. But I, at the moment, I'm just... I haven't seemed to break through that plateau right. of 40 push-ups. How would you improve it? If you gave me four to six weeks... What would you see me? What would you have me doing to improve that to get to sixty? Uh, you could do harder exercises, harder pushing exercises, dips on a bar, mm -hmm. bar dips. You could do ring rings exercises on the rings. You could still do press ups or dips on the rings or press ups on the wings. Or you could do depth press ups where you're going a little bit deeper, incline press ups with your feet elevated. So you're just making a press up. You're still using your body weight. You're still using the triceps, the chest, and the shoulders to perform the exercise, but you're just making it a little bit harder. Um, so when you do that in conjunction with normal press-ups as well, so you still, you've got that kind of endurance, but because you, you're stronger, your body then feels lighter, you should theoretically then be able to do 
a few more repetitions. Yeah. Now, the, a lot of the Rockman members, I don't know if they love or loathe, but um, they do loaded carries. Mm. And I know you're, you're a keen loaded carrier. Well, I don't know if you're keen, but you do it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you enjoy it. Um, do, how do you train for that? I mean, it's, again, is, is, that a, a, is that a matter of just increasing weight over time? And, and pretty much, pretty uh, much. increasing weight over time but it's also making sure you kit squared away so you've got to make sure you've got proper boots like you've got to be careful like I made a mistake before where I I was um, I had weights and I was wearing my trainers it was laziness it was because I, I should, what you should have been doing was swapping over but at the time I was lazy and I, I felt like it was detrimental doing that but always make sure you're wearing a proper boots when you're doing anything I'd say over 10 kilograms um, got to be careful about running in it as well because you need to build up to that. Like even in the military, we didn't run with our Bergens on unless we really had to. We'd run with a webbing on, so it would be looking at sort of 21, um, 21, 21 to 30 pounds, but anything over sort of 55, no, anything over sort of 60 pounds, we would generally would, we would walk with, we wouldn't run with it because um, it can be very detrimental to your, detrimental to your joints. Mm-hmm. So it's being aware of that, that you've got to walk with it. You've got to make sure the kit is uh, for you. You've got a decent backpack with straps are relatively high on your back. If it's too low down your back, it could cause problems. Uh, once it's all set up, then it's just a case of just having fun with it. Just going out, um, finding a nice bit of sc- scenic route, going for your walk, making sure that you've got enough water on you, food on you, being aware that you don't overheat as well. Because a lot, a lot of people forget about that is when they put the straps on there. If they're wearing, say, a big chunky jacket or a waterproof jacket, for example, this area here, it, it turns into like a sauna or a steam room, especially if it's a waterproof jacket because they're sweating, their torso's getting so hot, the the water's got nowhere to go, so it turns into steam as it tries to evaporate off your body. Because if your body doesn't cool itself down, the water goes there, so it evaporates. But it just gets trapped, and then it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and next thing you know, you've got heat stroke. So you've just got to be aware of these things that when you're doing it, um, and that you've got your, the correct kit packed in there for you. You, you mentioned about carrying uh, water and... Um your fuel mm. sort of how how do how would you fuel or what is the the correct way to fuel long distance endurance challenges whether that's being long distance running or or long distance um load carrying mm. um what what should you be looking to do how much water should you be taking on how much sugars or you know what sort of food should be you should be eating well with with the food you know making sure you get decent breakfast beforehand so you, you don't want really want to do it on an empty stomach because you don't perform to best abilities, you want to have something on board. I know some people they say they, they can't eat the breakfast, but it's just trying to have something, so some bit of fuel inside you, just so your body can get going. Uh, make sure you got plenty of hydration. The easy way to say hydrated, also with the fuel, about the fuel, sorry. So just keep yourself topped up with fuel. So um, you, you don't want to be when you're actually on your endurance event having a humongous meal because your body's going to get tired wanting to digest it and you could potentially throw it up as well so trying to keep on top of that trying to keep on top of your salt as well making sure you've got the the carbohydrates coming on board and also a bit of protein as well for the muscle breakdown um hydration is an easy one it's just to make sure you're pissing clear so it's, it's easy it's, it's, you can't really say to somebody or oh, have two liters of water you need to drink three liters of water because everyone's different everyone's got a different body everybody sweats differently so you need to make sure that you're pissing clear every hour so that you know you're hydrated if you're pissing you know three times one time a day and it's brown <laughs> yeah you got you're in trouble you got to make sure that you're pissing clear every time so that's drinking plenty of water but also bear in mind when you're drinking like, too much water and you're sweating a lot you're gonna be sweating out a lot of salt so you may need to consider some kind of electrolyte 
um, supplementation. I think that one can be uh, overlooked quite often is the electrolytes, is the salts you lose through through sweating. I mean, I, I've look at the Rockman caps where you get all the salt crystals on your caps. Yeah. It, it pours out of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I've seen it before when like, you know, we used to get in the military when we do our long runs, our uniforms used to be stained white from where the sweat is just dried and you've just got salt all over you, it'll be on your face at the end of the 30 miler and things like that. So you've got to replenish that somehow. Yeah. Um, do, do, you, do you take any other sort of supplements or what, what, what supplements would you recommend for the guys at Rockman who are trying to uh, maybe increase their strength or muscle size? What sort of, what are the best supplements to supplement that aim? Well, they need to make sure that they get, they've got a decent diet in the first place. So you need to make sure that their diet is, is good. That's the most important thing is to look at that and make sure they're getting decent quality proteins, decent quality carbohydrates and decent fats as well. So you know, fats are coming from things like, yeah, you get avocados, eggs, nuts and stuff like that. Um, carbohydrates generally come from a good source, things like sweet potatoes, pasta, stuff like that. Um, protein, eggs is great. It's the best source of protein in my opinion. So supplementation, you don't necessarily need it, but it is often more convenient and it is easier to be able to consume a protein shake or something like that just to help with your recovery after your session. Um, but I mean, it's not 100% essential, but it's there for you. So I'd say definitely some kind of electrolyte, make sure you're, you're sweating, because you're going to be sweating. Uh, possibly then some kind of protein, carbohydrate supplement. Because once you finish your run, you, you need to get that carbohydrate back on, but it's going to be predominantly carbohydrates than protein uh, at the end of your session or at the end of your race. Yeah. You need to get that carbohydrate back in. So, so in terms of nutrition then, what, what are they... What are people looking to put in their body? Are they, you know, what sort of ratio of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins are people looking to get in to fuel these tra training sessions and ultimately challenge long distance challenges? Yeah, so long distance ones, you probably be looking. Um, I mean, everyone's different. Every event's different. So it's just trying to find that kind of little balance between having enough fuel inside you. Um, based on your body weight as well. So like often with protein, we'll say, look, you want to be getting a certain amount per, per kilogram of body weight, which is usually a minimum of about one um, gram per kilogram. Um, carbohydrates then, again, it just depends entirely on that person and on the race as well. So it's going to be a little bit more. Um, and a body fat, would be well, not body fat. Oh, I'm only talking about body fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't eat body fat. That's <laughs> uh, good because you've got something yeah. like what was it hundred thousand calories or something in body fat on your body as, as like a reserve? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your body, your body gets that. Um, but yeah, so for carbohydrates, then you just want to be able to increase your carbohydrates. So um, for the top of my head, I think it's about eight, eight grams per body. Is it four to eight grams per kilogram of body weight per day. But it's just trying to find that that area. You might have to double check that actually. Mm -hmm. um, off the top of my head, that that number has just popped up there. But you will have to tweak things based on you. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit of trial and error, is it? That you try yeah. it, see what happens, see how your body adapts to it. Yeah, it depends how long you're going for as well. It depends, you know, on you as a person, what your metabolism's like. Mm -hmm. Like like me, for example, I got a really high metabolism. So like my basal metabolic rate is nearly three thousand cat nearly three thousand calories. So yeah. like I'm burning out just by I lie in bed all day, I'm burning three thousand calories. Like so everyone's got that different kind of level where um so I'm gonna need a lot more carbohydrates than somebody else. Yeah. What's the best way for someone to figure out um how many calories they should be having then? Are there, are there tools online or anything? Yeah, they need to calculate the basal metabolic rate. Um, there are devices that can do that for you. There are formulas as well. And when you get your smartwatches, they all generally have a formula as well. But it depends which formula you're looking at. Mm -hmm. You have slightly different results. When you've kind of just got to guesstimate, then 
how much, um, how active you are throughout the day. Because the basal metabolic rate is usually about 70% of your calorific needs. But if you're doing endurance running and you're doing all these events, then it's going to be, you're going to need to consume a little bit more. Your basal metabolic rate is going to be less than 70%. Yeah, I think sometimes, um, I don't know about other people, but I certainly fall for this, is that I'm, I'm, I'm always in a constant cycle of trying to lose weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then when I take on these big endurance challenges, I can, I can suffer through not having enough calories because I'm keeping my calories low yeah. because I'm trying to lose weight. But then I'm up in my training when in fact I should sort of meet somewhere in the middle, shouldn't I? I should be upping the calories because the, the more training I'm doing, I, I don't need to, I need to supplement the training because if I suppose you're not going to get the most out of your training if you're not fueled correctly. No, no, you won't. No, yeah. you've got to have that fueling. If you, if you like, people get confused because you hear like fasted cardio and stuff like that, and you hear a lot of people are doing fasted cardio, but that's great because in terms of weight loss, but not necessarily if you're you're looking for performance. Like you want to run that with that 1.5 mile run in that time. You want to make sure you've got fuel on you to be able to do that. Um, but also as well, you are training your body to use your body fat for fuel as well when you're doing that. Um, yeah. That, that, that type of training as well. So it, it does depend on the training and the individual as well sometimes. Yeah. What would you say is the most important thing that someone needs to get right when they're working towards an aim or a target? Could it be, you know, sleep? Is that the biggest factor? Could it be nutrition? Could it be the training? Or could it be like just being consistent? Um, the support? What, what, what would you say is the most important key thing that they need to get right if they want to achieve, successfully achieve their own? I, I, I think it's difficult to just kind of nail it on one. There's a lot of variables. And with humans, there's a lot of variables with us as well. So you might find somebody has got all those things in check, but then they, they're not sleeping properly. So in which case it's going to be their sleep. But I think it's a combination of having all of them, but then being consistent with all of them. So making sure that you're getting the sleep day in, day out. They've done a study where by the people over two weeks who were getting some like less than less than five hours sleep um, a night over two weeks. And that person at the end of the two weeks was performing the same as somebody who'd stayed awake for 24 hours because of the, def the sleep deficit. Really? But that person who's, who's um, stayed awake 24 hours, they're aware that they've been awake 24 hours, they're aware they're tired. Because of the renorming process the brain has got, that person there who's come to the end of the two weeks who is just as tired as that person there, but they don't feel they're as tired because their brain has tricked them into being like, this is normal now to be this tired. So that person then is not gonna be able to perform as somebody who is getting eight hours sleep a night. But he feels like he can, but he can't mm. because he's tricked himself to think he can. Yeah, as a new parent, well, not new parent. I've been a parent for like two and a half years. You, <laughs> you do get used to. It. You do get used to. It. You feel it's you five get hours used to sleep. It. Yeah, yeah. So. You feel you get used to. It. You, you can't go. Oh, um, before before I had uh, a child, I I felt amazing. I was doing everything. But you feel similar. You you feel normal. Yeah. But if you took yourself now. You got back in time and you took the purse. How old was your child now? Uh, what, two and a half, two and the half. eldest. So if you got you from three years ago and you put you there and by there, that person then is going to have more energy than that person. Oh, there. definitely. Definitely. But the brain will trick it. Like I remember I, I was, used to work shifts, used to work for the emergency services, used to work shifts. 
And um, so I was constantly tired. I was working shifts all over the place, getting, you know, I could operate on two hours sleep, no problem. Um, and you know, perform your busy job. But then I went on holiday. I went on holiday for like a week or so. At the end of the holiday, I felt amazing. I haven't been taking drugs or anything like that, but I felt like I was on drugs. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what's going on? And then I just dawned on me, I was like, I'm not tired. Yeah. This is what being normal should feel like. I'm not tired. I've had plenty of sunshine, plenty of vitamin D. I've eaten well, been in the sea, slept decent every night for a week, and I felt amazing. But it's just that I had felt so shit beforehand through lack of sleep Yeah. that suddenly feeling good, well, feeling how we should feel, felt like I was on drugs. And do you know what the thing is? You can't see it when you're in it. You can't because the brain tricks because you. Because you think the, you think you're fine. Yeah, it's but it's only when you, process, yeah, yeah, when you get out of it. That's yeah. the, it's the hindsight. It's the oh my god. Mm. Um, I think people, you know, the a lot of people in Rockman are family men. Mm. They got families, or they're, they're they're definitely they've all got jobs. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people will say, but Max, I haven't got the time to train because they've got work stresses, work commitments, family commitments, family stresses. Have you got advice for people of like how they can fit in some sort of training pr- program amongst their already busy life? It just depends on what's important to, to them as an individual. Like if, if they're saying to me, look, I really want to train, really want to get fit, I, I just don't have the time, then I'll tell a little story. 2009, I start, started working in three jobs because I was so skinned, I was so poor. And I'd left the Marines and I was just, I was in so much debt, I was in a real bad way, and I just, like, the debt that, I got a job, full-time job, a night, a night job, but the debt that I'd accumulated, the monthly payouts were more than what the way, the, what the wages, month, the entire monthly wages were from this job. So it was just getting more and more, wasn't it? It was getting worse, so it was yeah. like, it was just, I'd get paid, and then every single penny I'd earned that month would go to paying debts. So I couldn't pay for food, I couldn't pay for anything. So I was like, well, what do I do? So I thought I'd get another job. So I worked a full-time night job, then a full, full-time day job. So I was working two jobs. And then I also got a job on a weekend. So I was working three jobs at the same time. Two of them are full-time, one of them part-time. Right? I was getting two hours sleep, no, two, two nights sleep a week. Jesus. And then I did the odd nap here and there. But I trained for a half marathon at the same time and I got a time of one hour, 25 minutes. Jesus. In that half marathon because I trained and I found time to train. So if I could find time to train then, when I work in all these jobs, I'd go train on my lunch break. I'd go to get like 30 minutes or something, but I'd go run as fast as I can for 15 minutes and then come back. But it's Get just showered. 15 minutes, isn't it? That's it. Like That's all you need. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. Like, isn't, you know, everyone lives as an ideal where like, I'd love to go train three three hours a day. Uh, I'd love to do that, but I can't. So I'll try and condense it into 45 minutes or half an hour. The other day, I was like, I haven't got time to train. All right, I'll go in the gym. I've got 30 minutes. I keep looking at the clock and I'm going to run between my sets. So I was doing superset. I was doing bench press and I'd run over there and I'd do chin-ups. And then I'd run back over the bench press, I'd do bench press, and I'd run over then, and I'd do that, and then I'd change exercises, I'd run over then, do bent over up. So I was running between the exercises, and I made the time count. So mm. it's just finding that way of doing whatever you want to do. And that's the thing with running, it is quite good, because all you've got to do is put your trainers on, go outside. You put your trainers on, go, you've got to warm up. First, for first minute's got to be warm up, make sure you warm up. And then just do whatever you want to do. Set a hill sprints. You know, you don't need to do hill sprints for more than twenty minutes. No, I don't think you can. Can you? Like, yeah. <laughs> you warm up five ten minutes. Do, do five or six six, six six sets of hill sprints, and you're fine. Or just go for eight hundred to an eight hundred meter run. Rest two minutes. Do another eight hundred meter run. Yeah. 
I you're think you're going to be knackered after that. Um, since having kids, I've been forced to um, reassess my schedule of how I fit training in because it's like, well, Jesus, like you know, I, I'm, you're pretty much sorting the kids out from five a.m. all the way to like seven to eight yeah. p.m. It's like, well, where do I fit it in now? And, um, one big, big one is my commute. So like, I I live a mile away from where I work, but I'd be walking that anyway. Yeah. So instead now, I'll just whack a pair of trainers on and I'll run three miles to work. So I've just, I've, I'm going to be commuting anyway. Yeah. Whatever, the, whatever happens, I've got to get to work to work. Yeah. But it's about, yeah, as you say, fight, make, make, what you, making the time count. Yeah. But no, you're right with that. Cause that's, that's what, uh, what I did. I'd forgotten about that. And I was only you said it, but I worked in Cardiff. I lived in Penarth. I think it was about six miles. So I remember uh, we'd run that. But I remember thinking, well, hang on a second. It, it took me some like 45 minutes, I think, to run six and a half miles. And I was like, well, that's how long it took me to drive because I'm sat in traffic. Mm. So it was the same amount of time, except I've just got a six, six and a half mile run out of it. And then I'd, 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 I'd run home or maybe get a lift home or something or someone, yeah. whatever, or catch a bus or something. But you know, you, it is like you said, that commute then, you can make the time out of that, get a bike. So you can cycle on to, to work. Yeah, it's a big one. If it's too far away, you'll run. Um, but yeah, no, you, definitely, definitely. I think as well is it's being organized, it's getting a diary and just writing. Because you, you could work with your, you know, your partner, your wife, girlfriend, whoever. Like I, when I'm in the gym, they, they do shifts. So it's, it's almost like the parents do shifts. So like I'll train the, the mother or whatever. And then the mother will literally, well, the dad's looking after the, the kids. And then they literally swap over then. And next, you know, I'm training the dad. Well, the mother's looking after the kids. So they work together as a team so that they can both get their fitness in. And I had quite a few, quite a few parents do this. They get their fitness in and the, the children are, you know, been looked after by the other parents because they know how important it is for them to to keep themselves fit. Yeah, well, I quite often do that with my wife in that uh, I'll offer her to do it, look after the kids so she can train, mm. just so she'll let me <laughs> train. Because <laughs> if it's just me training all the time, I, I get it in the neck. Yeah. So, um, well, it's fair then as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is it's, fair. It's working together as a team and the kids, uh, you know, daddy's always away training. Yeah. You know, he's been doing it. It all sets a good example for your kids then, doesn't it? That you're, yeah, keep them fit, yeah, keep them fit and stuff like that. My, my mum used to, I mean, she was you know, a single parent, but she would always try and keep fit as best she could. Mm. And you know, me, me and my brother, we'd, we'd go and watch or whatever, or we just kind of hang around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'd go and entertain ourselves while she was keeping fit. Oh, um, it, It's so important. I'll tell you what, we've, we've, for the members that do have kids or, or even any other responsibility, any sort of life responsibility that you're, that's consumed you, that you find all you're doing is something for someone else, mm. whether it's work or family or kids, it's so important to give yourself that time that's for you. Mm. And it's, it shouldn't be seen as a luxury, right? This shouldn't be seen as luxury time. This should be seen as important as eating and sleeping, you know, or b- brushing your teeth. Like you need that time for yourself. And I think just allocating a bit of time for yourself for exercise, because then you, it's double whammy. You're keeping yourself fit and healthy. Uh, if you're working towards a goal, even better, because you've given yourself purpose, meaning, direction. And it's just time for you. You can sort of just de-stress, be with your own thoughts, get away from whatever's causing you stress at home. And um, you'll be a better person for it. I think... Um, that's the, that's the thing with this train is that uh, if you don't get that, I, well, I, I always tell um, my wife, like, uh, I'm like a dog, yeah. right? If you have a dog at home and you don't walk it, that dog's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It starts gnawing at the, c- c- the cushions and, you know, the sofa. Um, 
probably start wetting inside. After a while, they become mopey, and, and your mm. dogs can come depressed. I'm like that. If you don't take me for a walk... <laughs> well, people are like that. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and what I find very interesting is a lot of people, they, they don't think about themselves. They've got a dog, for example, and they'll go out because they've got to take the dog for a walk. Or they'll go out, they've got to, they've got to get the dog so that they can take the dog for a walk. But then they don't think, what about myself? Yeah, I've got to take myself for a walk as well. But they don't. They they care so much that the dog's going out for the walk because they know the dog needs it. Yet for some reason they forget about themselves and forget that they actually need to do it as well. Obviously you know, they are going out with the dog and they are taking it for walks as well. But they're doing it for the dog, but not themselves. Yeah. And I always find that really, really hard to comprehend that people will do that. I think it's human nature. You know, we we sort of we as humans, I think we look we we concentrate on other people. Mm. And um, there's some sort of saying. It's like you should you should care for yourself as if you were caring for someone else. Yeah. Because if you were care- if you were someone separate and you had to look after yourself, you'd be like, hey, you sh- you shouldn't be eating that now. You should be eating healthy. Or right, you should be training. Come on now. Yeah. But because it's you, you it's almost like you don't <laughs> you don't give yourself those uh, expectations, I guess. But it's it's a fun. Humans are weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like I always find out with the dogs is that people will say I want to get a dog so I can go out for walks with them. <laughs> Well, you just go off walk. walk. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, people are just bonkers. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think we just make things more difficult. And like you said, sometimes you forget to care about yourself. Yeah, self-care. But you care about other people. It's so, so important. Because if you don't do this, this is the thing, things will build. And it may not build over a week, a month, a year. Like my story, mm. it was seven years of building. And that's what will happen. And eventually... You're going to go one or two ways. You're going to sort yourself out. You're going to have enough. Or you're going to crack. Yeah. And um, I think it's so important to allocate that time for yourself uh, every day if you can. Um, well, I, but, I don't know how people do it. How people can't exercise. Because like, I had a period of my life um, a few years ago where I had a brain injury. And I couldn't. Really? I couldn't get my, my blood pressure. couldn't go high. It couldn't go up. So I couldn't exercise. couldn't do anything. Like, if I would just get out of the chair quickly, I'd have all sorts of problems going on. So, I think it was about six months where I couldn't do any form of exercise. Jeez. I felt like shit. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I felt really shit. Yeah. Um, but then when I got, even when I got back to exercise, then all problems had happened. Then I had a tight muscles, which I ended up pulling a muscle. Then when I got back into lifting weights, and I was like, ah, oh, so it it, that then, a little more problems manifested out of that. So Yeah, it's a long process back, isn't it? Yeah, so just having that time out, I didn't like it. But I couldn't even do anything. I couldn't, I, I tried lift the light weights, really light weights, but... Didn't really do much. Mm. Sometimes I just wasn't able to do that either. It's but like I couldn't do anything. Couldn't do any day-to-day life. I just couldn't do. So if, if anything, if if we're going to end on one note, what's the best thing to do? Do something. Do something. Yeah. yeah do so- anything. Just yeah. like make sure you 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 give that time to yourself to be active. Mm. That's it. I mean, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I, I get this. I've actually got a voice in my head that just screams constantly. <laughs> But yeah, it screams. It's just there. It's like it's like a madman in my head, just screaming all mm. the time. But when I when I do the exercise or when I do a challenge or I just knack myself out in a gym or whatever, it goes away. So I think like that's just it's just built that frustration that when you tire yourself through training, it just get it just knocks away all that frustration and gets you you know refocused again. Or oh, uh, after a big heavy session, like you you you've, you're relaxed. Mm. There's no worries. You're like oh, finally. Um, I suppose that's what it does, isn't it? It just it, it beats 
as you say, that voice, mm. this, these these feelings inside is just, that, that's how you get rid of them. And if you don't, they're going to build up and then yeah. you're going to be... They, they always come back, mm. but keeps them down, keeps them at bay. Keeps them at bay, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, yeah keeps it all at bay. Uh, Max, thank you very much. Thank you very much, it's been an absolute pleasure. Just before we end, if people want to know more about your training and your books, where do they go? Uh, they go to my website, maxglover.com, or they check out YouTube, Muscle World, or Instagram, Muscle World Fitness, or they can just go on Amazon, type in Max Glover in books, and then all my uh, my library will pop up. Wonderful. Uh, great chatting. Thank great, you very yeah, much. Thank you very much. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. At Rockman, we provide the challenges, sportswear, content, and community to inspire action within you to push your body, strengthen your mind, and achieve your next level of health, fitness, and well-being. You can sign up free at www.rockman.co.uk.